Hello, DJs. Welcome to Degenerate Takes. I, of course, am the perfect one, AJ. This year is Noah. And we have a big Thursday night tonight. We had the Texans and the Panthers. Panthers routing what seems like routing the Texans 24 to 9, but actually ended up being a much closer game. Um, big news coming out of this one Christian McCaffrey seems to be out, making it uh, three weeks that he uh, survived this season without an injury, which is an improvement from week one of last season. Good for him. Uh, glad to see he's improving on and off the uh, field. Hey, I mean, it's a hamstring, so it, it's not a season ender like last year, but uh, he does seem injury prone early in his career. Yeah, which sucks because he's a fun player to watch. It was fun to watch him rattle off those runs today and everything. And I mean, that's and what that, makes- and that is and that is exactly why I, I have Chuba Hubbard on my bench. There you um, go. <laughs> I had an extra bench spot in fantasy and I took Chuba Hubbard uh, week one and uh I think that's going to be paying dividends either in trade value or in production. Hell yeah. You'll love to see that, dude. You really do. Um, yeah. Christian McCaffrey really proved when he got injured that he is kind of the heart and soul of that offense. I mean, Sam Darnold did what he could. I mean, did put up some touchdowns and everything like that. Um, I'll pull up his exact stats in a minute. Um, but I think the bigger story out of this whole game, um, any, more than anything, is something that you brought up off air. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is a fucking beast. I mean, um, you, you put it perfectly. It really proved tonight, um, how important he is to that team, uh, like in general, like and no court, not just any quarterback can step into a shitty organization like that and, you know, put up impressive numbers and actually like lead the team to a victory and shit. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think it is as big of a deal as we're making it out to be, um, and what do you think is his next move? Because Tyrod Taylor has been kind of a journeyman early in his career. Um, obviously, uh, uh, our boy Herbert uh, took his job after he got poked in the lung by a doctor, which is still unfucking believable that actually happened in today's day and age. Uh, and here we yeah. go. So, what do you think about that, Bub? Yeah, I mean, I want to see what Tyrod Taylor can do in like a full season. Yeah, and. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I believe, also a hamstring, uh, or maybe it was a quad, one of the two of those, but um, soft tissue injuries, which you never know. Sometimes it's a one-week thing, and uh, sometimes those can linger for like eight weeks. Uh, It's really dependent, and those are the type of injuries that really make me nervous with players. Um, Those soft tissue injuries, the players that get those, they seem to consistently get those. So, um, I mean, I think this is the first that I know of with yeah. McCaffrey having a, a soft tissue injury rather than a, you know, serious season ender, but, uh, something to keep an eye on because once it gets to two, it's kind of like, uh, you really got to be nervous about that. Uh, I know, um, both, you know, as a Packers fan, the two names that come to mind are Clay Matthews and Jordy Nelson. They both would miss like four to six games a year with hamstrings or quads or something like that like uh, or or groin pull like you know it's it's pulling those soft tissues they they seem to be like certain players seem to be like way more susceptible to those um but yeah i i'm 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 excited about tyrod i mean he he got me excited the first two weeks uh well especially the first First week, uh, you know, having a hell of a game against Jacksonville. Obviously, Jacksonville, a very shitty team. Uh, but they were they were 
I think winning the game when he when he had to go out against Cleveland. Um, and Davis Mills came in and he didn't look very good. And I thought that was just because it was heat at the moment. I was kind of hoping he would show up a little bit tonight. Um, he didn't look terrible. Didn't no, not at all. He went. He, he had he had zero he had zero protection. I mean, shout out to Carolina's defensive line for that. But yeah. Uh, but hey, on the bright side of having zero protection, he also had zero interceptions, which I think is the most important number coming out of yeah. this. He could have been a turnover machine all game. I mean, that defense, for what it was, was, you know, they were everywhere, man. And a lot of those um, throws that he made, those could have been picks. So the fact that he was able to make the right decisions and not turn the ball over every other play, I'll give him props. And he went 19 for 20, yeah. 868 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's Big not for bad. for a rookie quarterback in his first start. Not only a rookie quarterback in his first start, a rookie quarterback in his first start on a terrible team. You know, putting up numbers yeah. like that, you know, Trevor Lawrence kind of is, but I would argue that that offensive I mean, line Lawrence, is a lot better. Well, I mean, uh, they're actually somewhat comparable, like, situations with between the Texans and the Jaguars with how, like, bad the team is. True. And uh, Lawrence went out and threw three picks in his first start, so. So, hey, so, I mean, are we, are we the first show to announce that Davis Mills, is that his name? Yeah, Davis Mills is as of right now a better rookie quarterback than Trevor Lawrence? Uh I mean through, Holy through shit, a game dude. <laughs> through through a game and a half. Hey, the stats would say yes, but game and a half Trevor Lawrence has two under his belt. I mean, I think those are some numbers that we need to put together because Davis uh, Mills is as of right now, I believe is on track to have a better rookie season than Trevor Lawrence. That is well huge. On on pace stat wise, probably yes. Uh, quarterback rating wise, but the the touchdowns aren't there. But he's not throwing picks, which is good. He's not fumbling, which is good. Um, I don't. I I mean, this Houston team's interesting. Uh, obviously, I was very down on them coming into the season after seeing them week one and into week two. I kind of. I don't want to say flip-flopped. I didn't flip-flop. I, I kind of upped my expectation for wins by like two. You know, I was like, they in my mind, they went from a three-win team to a five-win team after week two. Um, depending on when Tyrod Taylor comes back, I think they still could win like five games this season. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, their little patchwork squad isn't as bad as I thought it would be all like all around, like disregarding the quarterback position, like even the rest of their team, their defense is actually exceeding my expectations so far. Um, Yeah. I'm not, uh, I I, I don't think they're going to end up with the number one draft pick. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's uh, kind of what any franchise wants, especially they'll be top five. They'll be top five. Oh yeah. I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be number one. No, absolutely. And especially when you're in a rebuilding period like this, I think it's always positive not to have the bottom five, like the last pick of the draft, you know, you like being in that top five so you can continue to rebuild. Which but, is, which is probably good. Cause do they even have their first round pick for next year? Like, is there even any incentive for them to tank oh, at any no. point or no, should actually, they? No, not so not whatsoever. Do the dolphins have it? Or... Yeah. I think the dolphins, can we, can we look that up real quick? 
yeah, go ahead. Uh, who the hell? Because I just remember that period of time when um, uh, they were just trading away all their draft picks, left, right, center. It was hard to keep track of any draft picks going anywhere. Uh, uh, no, for 2022, they do have their first and their second pick. Okay, that's good. Um, and it looks like the Saints have their third pick. Rams have their fourth pick, but they have the Panthers' fourth pick. So 2022 actually doesn't look too – I mean, they have like maybe four or five picks total right now. Okay. Which, um, I mean, isn't terrible. Uh, 23, they own their first or fifth. Yes, they do, and, and then they traded away a bunch of six and sevens. And twenty twenty four, it appears they still have all of their picks as well. Yeah, so actually, they're not in as bad a position as I thought they were. I think no, it was not just at like, all. I think it was just like the last two years they really traded away a lot of picks, but um, you know, maybe it was just the number of picks that I, I like. I'm a little confused because yeah. it doesn't look like they really gave up any first rounders. No, which good for them not giving the wood. Good for Bill O'Brien just giving away all the other draft picks and not the first well, round. This At least post, he has a sense of- no, this is post Bill O'Brien that they've they've fixed this because the last couple of years they had like a lot of high value picks that they've given away for basically nothing. So yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sold on the Panthers. I think they've no. had they they've had other than their upset win last week against the Saints. They've had one of the easiest first three games out of any team in the NFL. Easily. And they're 3-0. And here's the reality of it. Like, half the teams in the league would be 3-0 with this schedule. Maybe not half, because I think the Saints would have beat probably two-thirds of them. So let's say a third of the league would have been 3-0 with this schedule. Fair enough, fair enough. And, yeah, I completely agree. And that was and, – and the key is that was an upset win against the Saints. It wasn't – Unexpected yeah. win. No, definitely. Um, they shouldn't have. Panthers have a pretty damn easy schedule going forward. Their first eight games. Um, this is a funny thing. I took them to win less than seven and a half games this season. That is now up to eight and a half. Ooh. And I will I will be doubling down on that. Okay. Because they just have the easiest first eight games. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they start six and two. Yeah. And then they go, and then they go into the stretch that I was reading to you off air where uh, their last nine games, I wouldn't be surprised if they win one of those games, if they go one and eight. Yeah. It's a rough last stretch, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm iffy on the Panthers. Obviously they got to show me a little bit more. Good start. Um, Sam Darnold. Well, and if, being- so and they're, they're really in hot water if McCaffrey's out for – Yeah. Well, especially over this easy stretch because, uh, you know, I'm expecting them those last nine games to lose seven or eight of those as is with McCaffrey. Um, if they drop two or three of these games in the first eight, I mean, they're really in trouble. Um, it's at plus odds last time I saw. If you're into that, if you're into gambling, uh, obviously we do our degenerate bets here. But uh, – I, I saw it at plus 120 for them to go under eight and a half after this three and start. And I think that is an absolute steal. Yeah. I'm like, Especially if I'm, McCaffrey's I'm, out, get that before he's ruled out for the season on a torn calf or whatever. 
Dude, I, I'm still very bearish on this uh, Panthers team. Hey, yeah. And they showed, and they showed, they showed me nothing tonight to uh, to change that. And losing McCaffrey on top of that, I mean, I just, I've, I've got, I've got no faith in them being good. I don't think, I still don't think they're a good team. I think they had a fluke game against New Orleans and. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And um, I think their true colors will show. Uh, before we move on from this game, Noah, I do want to just touch on the Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence comparison really quick. Uh, Davis Mills, after uh, his um, half game start with the Browns and against the Panthers tonight, he's at 58.7 completion percentage, 270 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, 50% completion, 450 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions. I'm just saying Davis Mills on track to be a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence in his rookie year. You heard it here first. It's going to be incredible. No, I, I can't believe that we are in the Davis Mills era now. I mean, you're neglecting to uh, talk about how Davis Mills, the second Tyrod Taylor is healthy. will be stepping in in front of him. Davis Mills might have like two and a half, three and a half starts. Trevor Lawrence is going to start all 17. Trevor Lawrence will, will hit his stride, will be better in the second half of the season. This is what I've been saying from the beginning of the season. I said he's going to have a rough first half. Um, you know, Zach Wilson, same way, going to have a rough first half. Um, Mac Jones is different because he's in a very proven, very good system where he can run that dink and dunk offense and – not make a bunch of mistakes, not be asked to do a whole lot. He's got a great defense as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, unfair comparison, I guess, in my mind, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Speaking we'll see. of go, going off on a quick tangent here, uh, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, I mean, Justin Fields named the starter for week three. Um, he's getting thrown into the fire against oh, that Browns God. defense, which is not, not a, not an elite defense, but they're, they're a good defense. They're going to get pressure on him. He's going to feel pressure, um, you know, from Miles Garrett and maybe Jadeveon Clowney if he shows up or not. Um, but the Browns, pretty decent team. Uh, we can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... And and what I'm curious on your thoughts on what do you think Fields is going to look like in his first start? I God, that's hard because. You know, I, I I obviously am not a big man of this move whatsoever because I think it gives the Bears chance to win, and I want Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace out of town faster than anything at this point. Um, so I wanted to do bad, and that's as a Bears fan, I know how shitty that sounds, but I, I'm at this point where I just need Matt Nagy out of there. Uh, but knowing Justin Fields and what I've been seeing out of him in his um pro start, like what he did last week and what he did kind of in his uh, packages and stuff, he understands the offense he's composed he's not going to be I don't think he's going to be thrown off too much getting pressured because he does move around he is used to being a mobile quarterback and that is something the Bears haven't had and with that being said I think the curse is still in effect here the Bears are not allowed to have a good quarterback in the NFL um and so you know with this Browns team maybe uh, Baker Mayfield being I don't know if he's questionable or not I know he came back um in the game but still if his ribs are hurt or something you know we know two is out even bruised ribs, that hurts like hell. Uh, 
But we got another kicker in this game, though. OBJ expected to be back, which means the Browns are going to take a step back. True. They're going to take a big step back. And if they, you know, and if Baker Mayfield has to make that split second decision, do I throw it to OBJ, who's kind of open, or the receiver who is completely open? He's going to see Khalil Mack hit him in the mouth every fucking time. So that'll yeah, be at least gonna fun be, to watch. He's going to be like thinking, like, oh shit, I better throw to OBJ better. or he's going to shit on my chest. He's or not open. You know? <laughs> Yeah, Noah. Shit on his chest. Huh, you know, not kink shaming or anything here, but most of us are not into that. Listen, every person is entitled to their opinion and they can like whatever the hell they like. But... Like I said, not not <laughs> not kink shaming, not kink shaming at all. I'm just saying most people aren't into that. I'm sure Baker he doesn't strike me as a guy who likes to get shit on. Truth, um, obviously, OB, obviously OBJ reportedly is into that. And yeah. um you know, maybe OBJ threatens to shit on him if he doesn't get his 13 targets a game. Yeah, if he doesn't get those targets, dude. And, like, you could even see, like, DeAndre Hopkins this weekend, like, even was getting start, starting to get a little frustrated. He was targeted, I believe, three times in the first half. And I want to say maybe once or twice in the second half, like, he was not getting the targets, especially when we needed him. And he was wide open on a lot of that stuff. He wasn't getting double covered or anything Bro. like that. D Hop needs to suck it up if he's complaining about targets. Hey, no, no, no. I, 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 I have complaining. Not, it's all in the body I, language. Like oh, his body language say, during have, the game. He hasn't said a word about it. I haven't heard him say anything or like seen him complaining about targets at all. No, he hasn't. If he is with the weapons that the Cardinals have, yeah. Um, especially with Rondale Moore and Christian Kirk really coming into stride. Um, D Hop's got no room to complain about target no. share. As good as good as he is, um, he's making his money. He's got his contract. They're paying him. He's the highest paid receiver in the league. Um, he can't complain about target share no, in that Arizona offense. Like, well, and OBJ shouldn't be complaining about target share with the Browns. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I get it with like. A, like every now and then there's certain situations like Stefan Diggs when he was back on the Vikings him complaining about target share there yeah that was different I I get that I get that and he proved it too he was like I'm a top five receiver why are you not throwing me the ball more yeah and then he demanded a trade because they were like shut up do your job and he demanded a trade and now on the bills and he's proving that he's a top five receiver oh absolutely and he's, and he's happy He's happy with the Bills. I'm like, good for Stephon Diggs. Um, I don't always love that wide receiver diva mentality. Actually, I kind of do really fucking love the wide receiver diva mentality. But, you know, you got to get yours. Um, I like it most of the time. Fair and when it's un- When it's unwarranted, like OBJ. Yeah. It's like, you can't be detrimenting your team by demanding more targets. Yeah, and that's what OBJ did. And that's why that Browns team, I think, did so well last year. We've talked about this multiple times. He didn't have to throw to OBJ because OBJ wasn't on the field. They've been doing pretty well this season because OBJ hasn't been on the field. What the hell is even wrong with him still? I honest to God think the trainers are just saying, nah, man, you're not 100% just so he stays off the field. No, well, no, I don't think that's it at all. But, I, you know, he, he was so good with the Giants. And that's because he was the only like the only guy there for two years. Yeah. And that's why he had those tremendous two years. Cause he was like the guy 
And then, you know, you bring him to the Browns. He reunites with his college teammate Jarvis Landry, but Landry just happens to be a, a better receiver. I've said it time and time again. And then OBJ is demanding more receptions and, you know, Landry's not saying shit, but Landry's, and, and I have all the respect for him for not like saying anything about it. Cause I'd be fucking pissed off if I knew I like, if I knew I was better than the guy across from me and he's demanding more receptions than I am like that I'm getting like, I'd be pissed. No. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and maybe he is. And we just don't know that. And he's just hide, like holding it down. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe Landry's going to fucking request a trade here. I could, I could see that, especially going on with OBJ. Um, but with that being said, you know, it's that Browns team is just difficult. That's a difficult team to uh, go around and everything. Um, Baker, though, he's going to have some tough decisions. And against that Bears defense, hopefully we see a better Bears defense than we did week one. Saw a little bit of the Bears, like a better Bears defense in week two. Just not as good as I want to see them, obviously. Uh, but you know, if, if it takes that split second extra to go ahead and, you know, whether it's to OBJ or someone else, I would take that every day and have uh, Khalil Mack take his head off. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what his props are. Honestly, I know this isn't our betting show, but you know, Khalil maps max props against a half decent O line and, um, you know, a quarterback that needs to make an extra decision. Uh, I said it last year against, um, Tom Brady with, when he faced, uh, Tom Brady or the and the um the Bucks and the Bears uh you know uh the Bears left uh tackle was I'm sorry the Buccaneers left tackle was out and I said dude over on Khalil Mack sacks and he sure enough he took Tom Brady down uh to the ground five times it was freaking awesome uh yeah any other thoughts on um NFL football today uh or NFL um from the last week or anything you're looking forward to uh I mean, looking forward to Sunday as always. Always. Uh, should be an exciting week. Uh, there's a couple matchups that should be very high scoring, very, you know, if you're into that, uh, you know, look for, you know, Packers and Niners, um, the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals are playing. Are they playing? They're playing um, the Jacksonville this week. Yeah. Uh, maybe not high high in general. That game I expect to be kind of a blowout. But Indy Tennessee will be interesting. Um, uh, there was one more that I was. Oh oh oh! The Chiefs and the Chargers. That should be. Ooh, that's uh, going to be a good game. That should be that that game. I'm really excited for. That should be a gunslinger matchup yeah. between Herbert and uh, Mahomes. Chiefs defense been looking kind of weak, so I think. I think that game's going to be a lot of points. Definitely. And as we talked about earlier, I'm really excited to see how Justin Fields plays. I hope the rookie does good, but for my personal selfish reasons, I hope he does terrible. So Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace get out of town. I'm also very excited about this Tampa Bay and Rams game. This is going to be the Rams first real challenge. I feel, and also a really big challenge for Tampa Bay. Who's looking kind of weak. I told you all once and I told you twice I think Tampa is going to go 20 and 0. So obviously, I think they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be just a little too close for comfort, like the last couple ones have been. A quick, quick hot take: This will not be the most exciting game of the week. Oh no, it's going to be it's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be a low scoring game. Tom Brady's going to have a rough time with no, Donald. I, I'm just saying, I um, I think this is this might end up being like a two score game either way. I err on the side of the Rams. Um, 
but like looking at the slate of games this week, I think there's a lot of them that could easily be more exciting. Um, you know, obviously chief chiefs chargers up there, but, um, you know, you got, you got the Colts and the Titans, the Colts really fucking fighting for life at this point. Yeah. Um, Viking Seahawks, which like I mentioned, I will be at, I'll be hyped, uh, dude. covering, covering live, covering live. Um, <laughs> I think that could be a fucking high scoring shootout game, yeah. uh, based on the way those teams have been playing so far. Uh, both of them playing a lot of offense and little defense. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, looks like an exciting week. I'm excited for Monday night, too, Philly and yeah. Dallas. That should be – I mean, Dallas should win that game, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly makes it a little bit interesting. That division always seems to uh, be close games and interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, it's going to be a big, exciting we'll week of happens. NFL football. Um, we're both extremely stoked on this weekend, as we're going to be the next – a uh, bunch of weekends until February 13th when it comes to a close, it's going to be a great time of the year. We're in, we're in the middle of it and I can't, can't be more grateful for it at this point. Now that shit's all the way open and here we go with NFL season going. Um, we will be back on Monday or Tuesday or Sunday with uh, degenerate takes covering NFL week two. I mean, week three, along with college football week four, uh, we will be back with another episode of degenerate takes this week covering um baseball uh coming up we may we may even talk a little nba that's coming up uh nhl even who knows we are coming up to the sports equinox in a couple weeks here where all four sports leagues will be in effect it's going to be a huge time and you can't miss a single moment and let me tell you if you want the best bets if you want the best takes the most degenerate takes you come here and you listen to degenerate takes all right We'll see you guys next time. And remember, you don't have to bet the whole board, but you damn as well. Damn as well might. Have a good night.